0: Good morning. Will you read with me with Isaiah chapter 6, 1 through 8? In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings, with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken from the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And then to Romans chapter 10. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful. Are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what has what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. This is the word of our Lord.
1: uh Share with us an update on what's happening
2: in the world of brazil and uh I think i'm on
1: i uh, well i'll share more later I't you come on up it's glad glad to have you with yes. us
0: all right.
2: I'll let my wife oh. Oh. <laughs> speak first. <laughs> Go ahead, Nisi. Yeah, look See at our that.
1: flag right there. It, I, I love your flag so much, but when the green and yellow shows up, the heart goes a little harder here. It is always so, so good to be back here. This is what the place we can call home. And I know that because here I'm not Eunice. Here I am Nisi. Yeah. And that's how everybody in Brazil, they, they have no idea that my name is Eunice in Brazil. <laughs> For them it's Nisi. For many of them it's Aunt Nisi because from little ones to now they had grown. So I feel very at home to be called Nisi, so don't bother. I, I can't be Nisi. Well, I'm supposed to talk a little bit about our family. Not many changes in numbers. Uh, Everly, Melanie and, and, and Tim Boy, they are still at home, single. Evelyn and Anderson married, but no kids yet. But the big change in our lives was the move of Nathan and Anna and especially the grandkids from Brazil to U.S. Nathan applied for his green card 10, 11 years ago. He was single when he applied. And two years ago, finally, they got the call. And in a a month and maybe 40 days he had to be flying to US. And for grandma especially that was very very hard. It was I guess one of the years that even Christmas didn't have any meaning for me uh, in the way because they flew right before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving in Brazil is not big so it was easier but for, for Christmas it was hard He put up the Christmas tree, and Mm. he tried to put some music on, but nothing would uh, make my heart happy because my grandkids were here. And Nathan and Anna, they all said, Well, we don't matter for you. You just care for the grandkids. (laughs) Well, I I always wanted to be a grandma, and now that I have, three of them moved away from the— they they changed it from south to north, and we are far— but we are so thankful for their lives. They are right now in New Jersey. They live in a missionary village. Uh, Nathan, while he, they are raising their support, he is working as a teacher. He was never good, a good student. He was never good in math or writing and reading and whatever. And he became a teacher. So. <laughs> What we do to raise uh, enough for, for the family? But thank God he's doing good. The children are doing good. Uh, David, he could speak a little bit of English, so it was much easier for him. Alyssa, she, maybe her English was .5. Uh, but now it's so neat to see them going in English. And Alyssa is starting to lose Portuguese, unfortunately. but. For their ministry, I think they will be able to pick up again because we just got a letter from them. Uh, They said the month they are going to be moving to Florida. They need to raise their support up to the 80% level. They are 62.2. So they still have a little ways to go there, but thank God that is every. Nathan said that like looks like every week a new person a new church takes them on and that is a blessing to for them to be able to see ahead and know what is going on in their lives because everything was just a blank picture they didn't know exactly so now in September they should be moving to Florida at least they will be what 2000 miles closer to Grandma. (laughs) I don't know how far are we from from Florida, but it will be much easier, just eight hours of flight and I'll be able to be there. And a couple thousands of dollars. (laughs) 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 But in our lives now, we are making a a turn. We are no longer, uh, he is no longer the pastor of uh, Arasatuba Bible Church that was a hard and tough decision for us to make but we felt that was time to move on and sometimes when I think that I am over 60 it makes me a little uncomfortable because the turn we are taking we are not retiring we are rerouting and this rerouting is kind of big adventures for once, I want to be uh, make it sure we are not moving to the Amazon state or be living there. But what we'll be doing now is using the experience we have for 45 years as missionaries and teachers and church uh, working with church and everything. We want to help other pastors, help seminaries, help uh, places that need teachers. Uh, I don't know exactly what my part is going to be, but I know that you'll find something for me to do. But the three main ones that we have already kind of settled, they are up in the Amazon. Two of them are up in the Amazon. It's kind of scary. For one, I don't, me and heat we don't go together. And uh, the first place we are going is above the equator line, not too far from it. So very hot. Uh, we have a branch in the state of Joraima, Joraima is is right near Venezuela and that's where we are going to go first and be teaching. Uh, we have a branch from our seminary in Alasatuba up there. And that, uh, we'll be going there and teaching and uh, they are Indians from a Makushi tribe. And uh, yesterday somebody asked, do they wear clothes? Yes, yeah. they are civilized. <laughs> and they will be coming to the main town for these classes. So I don't think that is going to be an issue. But then the second institute or Bible school we are, will be helping is called uh, uh, an institute and uh, float-
2: Flo- floating floating seminar yeah,
1: so me and heat we don't go together, me and water we don't go together <laughs> so eh, I am excited because i ha i was i always want to go there and work among the the people that live on the riverbank, and i don't want to think about it the heat or the the boat and I have motion sickness and they sleep in hammocks (laughs) so I'm making my own suitcase (laughs) with uh, an air mattress or some other stuff so I will have my own suitcase because I want to be serving there and be able to help the other the, the third one is still is going to be among Indians but This is not too far from our house. Well, still 10 hours, 12 hours trip. But uh, it's not a lot of adventure, and they are more civilized. And uh, I think I'll be sleeping in a bed and no boats. And the heat is not bad, but it's still hot. But you can pray for us now. We have this new situation before us. George gave me six minutes, so I guess my time is about over. Uh, but <laughs> every time you see a boat, every time you hear about the Amazon, every time you, you put us in your prayer, we'll be going there maybe to, twice a, a year in each one. Uh, we're staying for two weeks and coming back, so it'll be a lot of traveling but uh, uh, we are very excited for this new situation that God had put before us, and we are calling this project Second Timothy two two. What you learned, you pass it on, and that's what we want to do. And I, I like it so much this last song. Yet not not I, but through God in me, and I put I got another sentence from the. The song that says, until I stand before the throne. And for sure, that's the day we will be retiring. But until God give us a strength, health-wise, we are okay. Uh, Aches and pains, as part of when you are over 60. But uh, we are doing fine. So thank you for being behind us, and we know we can count on you. And keep. Praying for the green and yellow. Brazil right now is a big mess politically, so we don't know what's coming, but we know you're praying. As you look at the
2: flag there, it's really becoming more red and red all the time. And as the new election, I'm trying to talk lower, but I think he can. I don't. I'm not used to talking too low, so you better keep my mic down a little. Uh, We had just had elections, and the president before was really good, and we've had some progress. But now we're back to a very, a man that was in jail for two years because of corruption, and they elected him again. It was such a difficult election, too, 50-50 percent. But the judges were in favor of the leftists, and sure enough, they have control now. So I pray that we continue having opening in Brazil because it's been such a blessing to be able to go into the schools that even you don't do here in the States and bring for day camps, you know, we can bring people from the school to spend a day at our camp and we don't know how long we'll have this opening. But I do have four minutes and I'm glad it's going to be the narration because when I start to narrate, I'll go over four minutes. So let's listen to the narration. I down the gates of and cut through the These three years were of many experiences. We started out in the US with many plans to contact our support base, visiting our churches as supporters. The first months went well, then came the pandemic. We arrived in Brazil and our church was also closed, only having online. Many adjustments were made, and even Pastor Milton my co-pastor, and wife tested positive for coronavirus. The church was affected greatly, with at least 20 cases among our youth. Then we met at camp. It was driving style. What a great time we had. It was a real blessing. Many came, and uh, together with the blessing of being together again, we met in the cars. When we started to increase in attendance, the second wave came but not with so much strength. Most everyone was using masks. Glad that I didn't have to use masks when I was preaching and teaching. We were reaching up to 90 in attendance, and things were beginning to return to normal when I personally got the virus in the end of the year. Against my will, the church was closed for another weekend. We returned in-person meetings on Mother's Day, and we were a little over 50 in capacity. The ones that had COVID were bad. And the months using drive in was a real blessing. The Bible Institute. The Bible Institute operated in limited mode, mostly online. I gave an in-person course in pastoral chisels. A wide open door was uh, opened in the north of Brazil, and the junior was able to go there. He had a great time doing that. We only had mostly online courses and uh, it was a blessing. Our camp. In 2020, camp was rented for a year for a Christian organization, which at least paid for the upkeep. We had good leaders to help. We had a wonderful week for kids, but over 10 of our staff had COVID, so we had to postpone When we returned, the theme was restart, and the kids were really excited to be back in action. I had the privilege of speaking to the teens and Nisi to the kids. We continue to live in camp and care for some of the upkeep. We started building the boys dorm and it to be ready for next season. We are so thankful for the generous contributions of God's people. Also we had day camps again. What a joy to see so many of these kids come from local schools and come to know the Lord. We want to be able to have day camps twice a semester and have a way to follow up with the many decisions that are made for Christ. We had also the retreats of our mission. It was a real blessing when I mean, we went to Aracaju, in of so Brazil. What a wonderful time! We also visited missionaries in Porto Real. Now, the ministry my wife likes so much, I want, it. I want to return in 2022 and is reaching over 60 kids. It's a great program, and my wife will miss a lot of the commander. She just passed the responsibility to Lalini mean, There's always a great need for more work. Besides the good emphasis in scriptural memorization, the kids really enjoy the game time. Brazilians are very competitive. Before we left, we had the privilege of baptizing five teenagers, and among them was my grandchild, Amanda. Oh, what a blessing. Pray for Amanda and Tim, and for us, as we continue to minister here in Brazil. Our focus will be more with the camp and the ministry at the seminary. Pray for our family. It's been good to be with our grandchildren in the world. Nathan and family are living in New Jersey. Also, we pray for dad, Evelyn Anderson and Dave going to the not the Bible Church. We have a new challenge as we return. I want to start a ministry in preparing pastors, and we want to use more of our campsite as a train center for expository preachers. Pray for the Lord's direction, the confidence that He will go for us. For from Him and through Him, to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Well, certainly, we have a lot to praise the Lord about, and uh, and uh, praise and thank each one of you here too. Thank you, especially Dave. Uh, we wrote. We wanted to be here for for a missions conference, but it just didn't work out with the uh, uh, plane flights. I bought a, a cheap ticket and it didn't work out because you needed a return ticket, too. So we lost that ticket. We stayed 72 hours in the airport to get another ticket, and but uh, uh, all things worked out well in the end. The best of all was that we did two requests I mentioned today. We need a housing and car. <laughs> Usually it was Uh, Andy Van Dyke would get a car for us from from Grace here when he was here, and we contacted that. He said, no, there's no cars available. Then when I mentioned it to Dave, he said, "Uh, I'll see what we can do. And I never saw such a provision like that. Only seven miles on the car. Yeah, Brad Hemingway working with Mazda. I don't see him here, huh? Oh, there he is. Oh, what a wonderful car. Both. The one we have now, too. And uh, uh, what a blessing. Uh, We had so much things in it that we Brazilian nuts didn't know how to figure it out, you know? But I did use something that I'd wish I had in Brazil. Air conditioning in the seats. (laughs) (laughs) Nisi would love that in Brazil, huh? But then the housing. Lord, so good to us, and... uh, uh, Thank you so much, Um, Grant, Louis Grant. He's doing like this, but raise his hand more. You know what he did? He went to live in a basement, and we had the whole upper part of his house. Uh, We want to do, like I I used to always say, what do you want to be when you grow up? They would ask me, I said, a missionary on furlough, <laughs> and boy, we're so blessed on furlough. So we're so thankful, and thank you, Pastor, for having us here too. I, I know I don't have that much time to speak, but uh, I do have some pictures before my presentation that I just would like to, just to, yeah, that's it. Well, you you don't need us too much. Forty-five years together, we just celebrated that. That was really a blessing, and Valentine's we're going to do a little bit more of going to see some of the sites here in Michigan, because she, she likes lighthouses, and we've we've done that in New Jersey when we celebrated 45. And uh, go ahead, it's going to be real fast. Our family, she already mentioned, that's the whole family. Uh, you can see our, our kids there, our grandkids, although we don't have uh, Tommy there. You can go ahead. And then the ones that are at Narasatuba with us especially pray for Tim and Melanie. Uh, Tim is our oldest. They're close to Evelie. Sometimes people think the twins are Tim and, and Evelie. They're not the twins. The twins is is uh, Nathan and Evelie. And uh, Nathan, we have a picture of him with his family now. You can go for the next. There's Tim when <clears throat> baptized them, and then the last picture before our meditation, the second to the last, (laughs) Evelyn Anderson, and then the last one is the family that is in New Jersey, but they're going to be moving down to um, Florida in September. Uh, Nisi has some special people in her family that gives her uh, right for flights it, it's standby flights, you know, it's a little bit cheaper, so she might be coming more to the States than me. I haven't told her that yet, but <laughs> yeah, every two years at least. She thinks every year. <laughs> she no, 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 no. Okay, what's good about today's message is most is, is already, the text has been read, and I'm thankful for that, and I can... Cut back because I realize I need to stop at least a little bit before 1130 because you have prayer after at at the end, right? So uh, certainly I will. God's plan for mission. Last night I was thinking, boy, I shouldn't have chosen that sermon. This church knows everything about missions. And this has been a blessing to see you continue faithfully obeying God's command and missions. And uh, It's great to see your your missions committee is the only one that always has a... You're going to have us, aren't you? Because you always have us, and it, we really enjoy sharing what the Lord is doing and, and sharing with the missions committee, but you are so interested in missions and missionaries. Continue on. So what we're going to speak today is probably something you've heard many times, but like sometimes... The teachers in Sunday school said, I'm going to tell this story. He said, well, I've already heard that story. But they would say, you, but you never heard me say that story. Yeah, so <laughs> what I'm going to speak today, you never heard me speak about it. So if it's all things that you know, important is that we may continue applying in our lives. So let's just look to the Lord of Prayer. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for so many blessings. Thank you for this church has been so faithful during so many years in our ministry there in Arsatuba and all the churches that uh, we were able to, to build and, and the church here having part. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all those that came to know the Lord. And we remember that song in the past. Thank you for giving to the Lord. Thank you so much that this church has contributed and being an extension to us there in Arasatuba in Brazil, and now going even further on in Brazil, that you may continue to use us and use each one here in participating in the ministry in Brazil. We pray for this time together and just apply this message to our hearts. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Actually, I prepared this message on request for the church in Blue Ridge. Blue Ridge Bible Church, and they're not called Blue Ridge Bible Church anymore. The two churches that took us on was Grace and Blue Ridge. And uh, every other year, one time was Grace would go, the other time, Blue Ridge would go. And Gary was in all the trips. No, not the Blue Ridge trip, but all the trips from Grace, right, Gary? So uh, we had at least seven churches that were built, and together with the church there at, uh, at the camp, but we're so blessed to see you participating with us in missions. God has a plan for missions, and all of us can be involved, and all of us should be involved. The church in Blue Ridge asked me to preach about door-to-door and shore-to-shore, so that's the main theme that we will be mentioning today also. We know there's a plan for missions, and it originates in God. God had only one son and made him a missionary. My mom always quoted that. Pastor, you don't have flowers here, huh? <laughs> you, you can come up and say it. I always laugh at uh, people at church because I walk around a lot. My wife says, you, you better do like Pastor Gene and get a seat there, and sit there, so they can <laughs> keep you seated at one place, you know. But certainly I'll walk here and there, and I won't. I won't go up in front with these beautiful flowers. This is supposed to be spring-like now, huh? You already thinking spring? No, I think we still have some winter. But God had only one son and made him a missionary. And we know that missions is in the heart of God. If missions is, is in the heart of God, it should be in our hearts too. We need to be involved. And all of us need to be involved. Obey God's command is a priority. There's not plan A and plan B. There's only plan A. Go into all the world and make disciples. That's God's plan for missions. And we know that this plan was way before, in Genesis. And I'll, I'll, I'll just read rapidly. You know very well the covenant with Abraham Genesis 12, 1 and 2. You know, one thing I like, and I started to do like you do too, when it comes to reading the scripture for the message, you use your Bible. You don't have it on the screen. And uh, the reason we did that back in our Asatuba was so they didn't use the phone all the time for everything. So they brought their Bibles to church. But I know you bring your phone and your Bible. But certainly, we... We notice in Genesis, my, my, this one went off, but this one here is working, right? Okay. Genesis 12, 1 and 2 says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house and the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will dishonor those who curse you. Now, this is the phrase that's so beautiful. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's why we see this is the the first commission. Be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Now, we hear a lot about the church church. Being missional. And it's important to be missional. But it's important at the same time to be a missional church and a missionary church. You have to be evangelizing, working where you are, and also at the same time, reaching abroad. That's why it's door to door and shore to shore. And either we go or we send a substitute. Go, make disciples. All of us need to be involved. Now, first of all, there's the mandate of missions. We know very well Acts 1-8. I guess my mic's on. But if you shall, let's say it together, Acts 1-8. I do use the King James when I quote. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Say it with me. Come on. You shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria and unto the othermost parts of the earth. You shall be my witnesses both. We need to remember that it's not first in Jerusalem. It's not first here in granville It's both. While you're witnessing here in Granville, both in Granville and all Judea, Samaria, and onto the othermost parts of the earth. So we need to have a, a world vision. The supreme task of the church is evangelization of the world. We, we need to see as the Lord sees. I can see Lou pretty good, even without my glasses now. In the past, I couldn't do that. Why? I had problems with nearsightedness. But when I had the cataract surgery, they corrected that for me. And I was able to see in the distance. But I still need my glasses to see close by. So we need to sometimes correct our vision. Sometimes we are focused only here in our own area, our own community. And I see so many churches, large churches, that are focusing pretty good right in their own community. But they're not seeing way abroad. And we need to simultaneously see that the gospel needs to be preached not only here, but onto the othermost most parts of the earth, door to door, shore to shore. The mandate of missions is very simple. I, I, I always like the phrase, I, I, I quote this, but I don't know who, who gave me this quote. The best diet for a sick church is a missionary diet. Who here likes diets? Nobody lays their hand, <laughs> I don't like diets, <laughs> but I, I need to, I need to, yeah, uh, here, here in the states. And I, I don't know if John's here, because I used to see John all the time at the, at the Y. Yeah, and when I was here last time and went to, to Y Hall, I got to swim and do some exercise and keep fit. And now I discovered Planet Fitness. Only $1 down, 10, 10 a month. i not advertising it, but boy, it was very, very convenient to be able to do that. So I've been able to do that. What I like is, at the same time I'm exercising and caring for my body, I'm also listening to radio. Bought radio has one message after the other. It's so good to do that. And uh, I have that custom in Brazil, too, to listen to many of your good radio speak. I, I, I get lonesome for radio. Maybe when I get back, I'll start... When you were there, Pastor, we had the radio yet, huh? But uh, certainly... It's a ministry that, as a senior pastor, the only thing I could do, really, is put my Sunday sermons on the radio <laughs> because it was very difficult to do a daily radio program of one hour. But maybe we'll be able to do that and record those that need to be recorded when we're on our trips. But we still will be living there at camp. But let's continue. Diets. Why was I talking about that? Especially because we need exercise. It's interesting that 1 Timothy 4 8 says, for while our body training is of some value, godliness is of true value in every way. And it holds the promise for the present life and also for the one to come. So we, we know that exercise, diet is important, is of some value, but your discipline in your Christian life, your spiritual disciplines, are much more important. And as a church, we need to be disciplined. We need to have the diet to become a church that's really a missionary church. It's easy to forget that. It's easy, we, see, we have gone to many churches, not too many, but there are some churches that are growing. But some churches are just going down. You know, the main two churches that sent us out, now that's one of the main reasons both Grace and Blue Ridge became our our main churches, because Battle Creek and Cicero, two mother churches that sent my mom and dad to the mission, sent my brother, then sent us, they're just well closed. Only old folks, maybe Grace, not Grace, sorry, Cicero has about only 15 there. And it used to be the huge church that was the start of IFCA right there. But missionary, you need to continue giving emphasis missions. Battle Creek stopped giving emphasis in missions. They stopped supporting missionaries. They lost that vision. They wanted just to be able to concentrate only on the missional part. It's important to concentrate on the missional part. But you can't lose sight of missions. That's a mandate. It cannot be forgotten. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. It begins in in Genesis 12. We need to be a blessing to all the nations. So that's the mandate. We need to obey. There's no, no plan B. plan is make disciples. Door to door, shore to shore. The message emissions. 1 Corinthians fifteen three and four says, "For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with Scripture, that He was buried and He rose again on the third day, in accordance with Scripture." You know very well by heart. All of us know John three sixteen. Let's say John three sixteen to that, together. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. These first weeks in uh, January, David Jeremiah was preaching on John 3.16. I know the ladies' Bible study, I even noted some of his... Ease. He had extravagant love, extensive love, expensive love, all of these, eternal love. And that's a good way. But one of my pastor friends once spoke at Harmony and gave a very simple outline, with C's, cause, cost, condition, and consequence. And what's so good about this simple outline is whenever you are on a... Brazil, we stay in line a lot of times. Whenever you have just five minutes and you have just that fast opportunity, maybe here at the market, when your wife is is shopping and you, I think it's just us elderly, but I sit down and I find somebody I can share with him. I've done that so many times in Brazil. You have five minutes because all of a sudden the wife arrives and you lost that time. So with five minutes, you can explain the gospel. With the four C's. First, for God so loved the world. That's the cause. God loved the world. That's very simple. All of us can explain that. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the? Number two, cost. It cost the life of Jesus. He gave his only begotten son. But then very simply, too. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth. That's the condition. Simple. All you need to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So there we have the condition, but then we have the, the consequence. When you believe, what do you have? Everlasting life. Simple, isn't it? Four C's. I guess you could repeat it right for me. First, God's love of the word is the Cause. Don't cheat. Don't look over there. (laughs) For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son the cause. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whosoever believeth. That's the condition. Whosoever believeth him should not perish but have everlasting life. Easy. My dad used to say John 3.16 is the gospel in a nutshell. Simple. All of us can explain I know that the first time I explained the gospel to someone, I was 16 years old, I had just accepted Christ, and it was in my English class. And you can imagine a 16-year-old in an English class where the English teacher couldn't speak good English, and she was teaching English. So every time we, we had that class, I said, can I be dismissed? And she said, oh yes sure you can be this, and this you already know everything here that i am going to be teaching and i would go out and this is the first time i evangelized there was a park in front of our school there and i we had those benches park benches you know and i sat down there and i saw a guy sitting on the other bench i said this is my opportunity and then you know you have to create courage <laughs> I went and sat by him. I said, can I share with you? And I just happened to have the Gospel of John. And uh, with the Gospel of John, I, I showed him John three sixteen, some other verses in John 3. Went through the story of Nicodemus. But then I used my two legs and explained uh, this side here, sitting down, is God, this side, no, this side is man, this side is God. But they're There's, uh, you know, the bridge illustration. There's a gulf between those two sides. The only way to go from one side to another is through the cross. And I finished explaining that to him, and went to John 3, 16 again, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I made the question, would you like to receive Jesus as your personal savior? He said, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes, I was so excited. I prayed with him right there, and I, I was walking on clouds. I was the first person I had led to Christ. but since then I, many times we 've had the privilege of leading others to christ but i don 't know if I had the same shout of joy as that one first experience. All of us need to continue having experiences there 's nothing better in this world. you know one of the questions you asked what what do you you think you're doing wrong, Dave. And one, what, what's missing? It was one of the questions we didn't get to, but you told us to do this week. <laughs> I haven't been witnessing like I used to. Yeah, I need to take advantage, instead of walking the, ma- the Myers or the, wherever I go, is sit down and wait for an opportunity to talk to somebody. All of us need to. It's the message of miss- missions. It's so simple. But let's rapidly finish with our three points because my time is out. Number three, the model. I don't need to go through this very detailed. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They give us the model. That's the perfect model for us. The Father sent His Son. He did spare His Son. He gave His Son for us. The Son came, and as we were reading this morning, He suffered in our place. Even the hairs of his face were torn out. When I read that passage in Isaiah that we read this morning, just think of all the suffering he went through. He did that for us. He did that to reach those who have never heard of the gospel. The Son, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when we witness, it's the Holy Spirit that convinces them of sin. Sometimes we try to convince a person of sin. I've done that in the past, I was once bit by a scorpion. I'm going to be real rapid with this story. And scorpions, they really hurt. Anybody here who got bit by a scorpion? You may not want to go to Brazil, because Arasatuba has a lot of scorpions now. My daughter just wrote back saying there was three just in our house. So I'm glad there wasn't when you folks went. We we spray now. But that day, I I got bitten by a scorpion. And went to the hospital and the pain was so unbearable, so unbearable. But they when and in, did an injection, it stopped the plane, just the pain just about immediately. But you say they said, You're gonna have to stay here in observation for at least three hours because you're elderly. I didn't like that story. <laughs> I know I'm gonna become Sunday this week, but uh, <laughs> you're elderly. I said, Well, maybe the Lord has a plan for me, and there I Laid in a bed, and the guy beside me, I said, I'm going to evangelize him. I started evangelizing that person. You know what he said to me? I never sinned. Then I'd show him, but if you say you never sinned, you're saying God is a liar. For all I've sinned, oh no, I've never sinned. It's the Holy Spirit that convinces. I tried to convince. No way. He had never sinned. But every time we preach the gospel, we need to depend totally in the Holy Spirit. So, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the church is a missionary church, and all of us need to be involved, involved here and there. You know what I like so much of the ministry you folks did in the is your, your truck ministry. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. And you're giving out, but at the same time, you're able to Share the gospel. And and many times that happens. We need to use all the ways possible to reach those who have never heard and to reach those who probably have heard but don't understand. And you need the work of the Holy Spirit to give them light. We talked about light today also in our Sunday school. It's the Holy Spirit that gives that. So the model of missions. But finally, the method of missions. We always say the method of the mission is through local churches. That's why we gave so much emphasis in starting local churches. And uh, some say, you're not going to be involved in local churches? I'll, yes, I am. We're going to be involved in all our local churches, not only the local church in Arasatuba, but my office is still there at Arasatuba Bible Church. We'll be preaching when invited, but we'll be going to all our other churches and especially be helping our local pastors. So many that have been through the training at our Bible Institute are not preaching expository preaching. I know I'm preaching a thematic message today. I don't do this. I usually preach verse by verse. I've gone from John all the way through Revelation in the the church of Arsatuba. Verse by verse. But certainly our pastors don't do that anymore. It's so much easier just to be thematic or topic. So we want to encourage them to get back to expository preaching. So pray for, we, we're going to begin first, the Timothy uh, project is going to be, begin first there at the camp. And we're going to bring in our pastors and do some refreshing course on expository preaching. And then from then on we hope to be doing that on once a year or maybe twice a year with our pastors. And then also going to our different institutes. But still, the main emphasis is local churches. All of us need to be involved. My time is up. Let me come to a conclusion. God's plan for missions includes the individual. And I have a question for you in the end. It's a very simple question. Can you put the next... How can you know if you're being called to be a missionary? Is God calling you to be a missionary? You know, how, how do you know that? Well, I'll give this example, and I'll, final, I'll finish with this example. There was a pastor called Pastor Clayton. He was a missionary with New Tribes. And uh, when he first went to Brazil, um, he had said in, in his, they call it boot training at New Tribes, I don't know what God wants from me. I don't know what the training, what, where I'm going so, a missionary friend had an idea at night around one two o 'clock, early in the morning. he would throw a stone on top of his house where he 's staying and he would yell, Pastor Clayton, God is calling you for Brazil every week Pastor Clayton he finally said okay i 'll go to Brazil <laughs> He got his calling but all of us need to be involved. In conclusion, now I, now I really will conclude, because so many times pastors say I'm going to finish and don't finish. Huh? My last slide there, just to conclude. God has a plan for a mission and includes all of us. Everyone, individually. And the right answer to God's call is say, Here am I, send me. But sometimes you're not able to go, but you can send someone else. Either you go or send one. All of us need to be involved. That's the supreme task of the church, the evangelization of the world. All of us need to be involved. In that vision of Isaiah, which was read, and I was going to comment more from that, we have to look upward. When he looks upward, he sees the glory of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Then he looks inward and sees how dirty he is, how important it is. This light really shines on you here, huh? Look inward. But then, after he looked inward, he was ready to look outward and see the need outward and ready to say, Here am I. It's not send someone else. Here am I. Send me. All of us need to be involved. Door to door, shore to shore, all of us have to be part in God's plan for the evangelization of the world. Let's pray. Father, Thank you so much for the opportunity of sharing this morning. I know this is something that this church knows very well. But we need to be reminded constantly, like Second Peter, those characters that we need to always be reminded. Also, missions is something that we need to be reminded. And help us just to continue, continue, continuing, doing what is your will, your plan to reach the world for Christ. And apply these words and your word, the hearts of everyone here. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.